and welcome to Star Wars from a certain point of view with Carlos and Chris. We're going to have a great show today, guys. Stay tuned. Alrighty, we're going to have a great show today. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We got our special guest again. We have Reese and Dominic. How you doing, Reese? I'm doing good. Thank you, guys. Dom? I'm doing great. Thanks. All wings report in. There you go. Reporting. <laughs> we got Reese standing by. We got Dominic standing Reese by. standing by. Let's do a quick shout out to the big top boys. Green leader, blue leader, gold leader, nice, red leader. Nice. <laughs> Rogue one. Don't you want to be a leader too? I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Anyway, so Dom sent our group. Dom, that's great. Dom yeah. sent our group a killer video on YouTube, and I love that about Star Wars. We can talk about anything, and Dom's like, check this video out. And it was a video wherein Star Wars Theory, love that guy, um, did an interview with Alan Dean Foster. Right. Now, you guys, Star Wars aficionados should know, Alan Dean Foster uh, ghost wrote the original Star Wars novel. The novelization of the, the movie, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And then he also did the first not expanding universe slash canon, but he did the first Star Wars expanded story after that, which was Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is a very, very special place in my heart and Chris's heart growing yeah. up. And we're going to do a yep. special show just on that. So make, yeah. st make sure you stay tuned for that. Yeah, I like but to think of it as the, the first a Star Wars story. Yeah, Ooh, yeah absolutely. Totally. Which is great because some of the things that we loved in Splinter of the Mind's Eye showed up in Solo. Mm -hmm. So the planet Mimban, the Mud Planet, the Mud Troopers... Um, the Kyber Crystal. Well, that kind of first showed Wasn't up. It in Rogue Band One. supposed to be more of a swamp planet, though, in that book. Yes, it, it's come kind of a swamp marshy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great interview with Alan Dean Foster. And again, Dominic, what did you get from that interview? What were some of the highlights that uh, Alan Dean Foster mentioned that you went, "Whoa"? Well, this is kind of like the first time I ever listened to him really talk. I've never, you know heard any interviews with him or anything. Sure. What I got out of him was he was a confident writer, yes. very confident in his work. Um, he seemed very creative and like he can turn it on and turn it off. Yep. And it was, it was just weird to listen to him because even though he wrote these Star Wars books, what I got is he's not really, I shouldn't say a Star Wars fan, but he can dis he can disconnect from it, right? Yep. And and I thought, wow, how do you how do you come up with these stories and write a write a book, you know, basically the sequel to Star Wars, right? Almost on on your own, and then just turn it off. Uh, I I don't know how that happens, but he did it. And it seems like he did it. And before I ask Chris his take, I want to piggyback on what you just said because I got the same thing too. Listening to Alan Dean Foster, what I loved is even though Theory and the other guy were kind of maybe leading him this way. He was like, I feel this. And he's like, sorry for my opinion. Sorry, if, you know, I'm not trying to crush anyone's dreams. This is just how I feel. Right. I love how he just towed that line. Yeah. Because I love that. I will take that stuff all day over just the, you know, I like everything or I hate everything. Just like, how right. does it, what does it mean to you? And he was like, this is what it means. And some things you're like going, <laughs> oh, ouch, man. And just kind of, then other times you're like, exactly, yes. Yeah. So it was fantastic. What did you get from it, Curtis? I thought it was a lot of fun. I particularly really enjoyed the first few. 15 minutes um i think it started with you know him asking how did you how did you become a writer or not a writer but how did you get involved with writing for george lucas and i was like oh yeah i got a phone call and they asked me to come down and take a look and i was waiting for george to come out and he and he talked about how he yeah. stood 
And he walked around, and he was looking at the Sad at ILM, looking at the the literal desktop. He said, "I couldn't park in the parking lot because there was this <laughs> model <laughs> model kit in the backyard or in the in the parking right. lot." It was so cool. And then one of the questions that the interviewer um, theory or Star Wars theory guy he asked was uh, about the wills. He goes, "So what are the wills to you?" And you know we've we've heard all about the wills and the Journal of the Wills and the Temple of the Wills and the Guardians of the Wills in Rogue One. And he kind of went on and told his little version of the wills, and I thought it was very interesting the way he talked about it. And um, can you describe what he said? Well, he he kind of he kind of mentioned it as they're they're kind of wise beings. And again, this is kind of a little bit different than what we hear people say now. And and I know that we talked a little bit last week about what, um, or a little bit ago about what George Lucas said about what he was going to do in the next, his plans for the sequel trilogy was. But this version of the Wills is a little different than what George said recently. And it was just more like they're, they're a wise being or a wise community of... Um, creatures. Yeah, or creatures or something that actually were philosophical. And yeah, it was really interesting. So Like, I, like it, history keepers. Yeah, right? history keepers, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought that was really interesting. So I started looking it up. Historians, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I actually started looking. I was like, "What about what can I find in the wills about the wills that's actually canon?" Because now it's hard to define canon. Really, what's canon and legend? Unless you go to like you know, you go to Wikipedia and they're like, "Oh, here's the canon cl- uh, tab, and here's the <laughs> legend tab," and you <laughs> kind of find out what's going on. Were they in the Clone Wars? The, one of the so were they the yeah. ones that were those the Yoda wills that talked them. to Yoda? Yeah, Yoda. Yeah, Yoda they were the wills. Yeah. What? Oh. Wait, wait, wait. You lost me. What now? Carlos needs to catch up. He hasn't watched Clone they, Wars, folks. They, was it the I, last I, season oh, of I thought, the... I thought you meant Attack of the Clones. That's what oh, I was no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Clone, no, no, The no. cartoon, man. The Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah, they were yeah. in an episode. And apparently, that. I didn't know this, but apparently they're the ones that taught Qui-Gon how to uh, re- retain his consciousness after death. Ooh. The wills. Which is weird because when Qui-Gon died and got struck down, like his body was still there. And so then like... Until he so, burned. So they... Oh, so well, until they burned, I'm sure. But then, then, then the wills like got a hold of his spirit or something. And then, then he said, was put Here's to rest officially. I don't know. Who knows? Interesting. What I got from it really quick, uh, I don't want to interrupt you, Chris. No, I'm more, done, yeah. Um, is clearly there's some um, points that he pointed out that he liked and he disliked about Star Wars as a whole. And I thought, mm. this is great. This is not great. This is great. This is not great. Now, one thing that he, speaking of clones, he hated clones. He thinks the, the whole thing yeah. about clones in general is like really lazy writing and just like he doesn't like it at all. Like, wow. doesn't so make he sense. didn't like the name Attack of the Clones? No, well, I'm sure no. He didn't, he didn't like the concept of clones at all. And he's a science fiction writer. Mm. He was also not a fan of Dark Anakin because, um, and this is where, again, sorry, I'm going to, don't at me, but <laughs> I'm going to take it this way and Dom might take it this way. But here's what he said. Basically, he wasn't a fan of Dark Anakin because he thought, quote, basically, when you reach a point where people become so powerful that you're not, sympath- that you're not sympathetic to them, because when everyone becomes Superman, you end up with the Justice League or the MCU. They're not human anymore. And that's kind of like was my point why I thought Luke Skywalker was more humanized in The Last Jedi because he wasn't going to be this Superman character and just doing everything like with a flick of his finger. And even he kind of echoed that because when people do become so powerful, you're not as sympathetic to those guys because there's, there's no stakes. It's just like blah, blah, blah. So I like that. Also, um, he did like that Ray was initially a nobody because they asked him because Ellen Dean Foster also wrote the novelization for The Force Awakens. So Theory, again, great interview. Love that channel. Shout out to those guys. Um, 
he said, when you were writing it, where did you, did they tell you where Ray was from? Did they tell you any backstory on Ray? Like he was really asking great questions. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no. And he goes, well, how did you write it? Were you, what did you have in mind? Were you thinking she was this or that? And he's like, I wrote her like she was a nobody. And then everybody that bags on Ray being a Mary Sue and she has too much power and she could do this, she could do that. Did you notice when they're asking him that, he was kind of winced a little and he's like, I thought I made it clear in the novel how she got that way. Like everything was right there. That's why she can do all those things. So I thought I covered that. And I was like, oh, 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 mic drop on Alan Dean Foster because they were literally setting him up for a like, well, you know. And he's like, I thought I covered that. And then last thing uh, before I go to the, the funnier things is I love halfway through this hour interview, we all think this, and Alan Dean Foster wrote this. It should be on a poster. I would buy the T-shirt. I'm going to print this out and put it on my wall. And Alan Dean Foster said, quote, when people try to get into the film business, everyone knows that they cannot edit. They know they can't do the sound. They know they cannot do the special effects. They can't even sew the costumes. But everyone thinks they can write. Mm. And I was like, oh, dude, right on Boy, the nose, right? True, Every, huh? right? And writing, I'm a screenwriter, writing is hard. It's very difficult. There's like 11 stories that are always out there. But when we get into film, I'm like, I can't do the editing for a major right. film. I can't do the costumes. I can't do the special effects. Mm-hmm. I can't direct. I can't do the lights. But we could all write, right? We, we all, we all, we That's can write. True. And then the only other thing was he was way too fascinated with Moss Kanata for me. Like ah. he was really <laughs> about Moss Kanata because he thought Moss Kanata might have been in one of the wheels yeah, exactly. and stuff like yep. that. And then the only other thing, and I'll turn it back over to Dom, oh was he had some great concepts. Like, again, you can't, it's like George. I love 80% of what George comes up with and 20%. I'm like, what? Same thing with Alan Dean Foster. I was mostly on board with everything he said, but he said, the whole Vader is Luke's father. Like, when did that come out during mm-hmm. Empire? When did they change that? Because that wasn't the original plan, clearly. He said he thought he should. they should have made Vader Luke's big brother. His older brother. That oh, killed yeah. and his then, father. And then I was like... Yeah. You wouldn't have liked that very much? No, dude, his big brother. <laughs> like Luke and his big brother. So then the big brother killed their dad, and then he had to go save his brother. And uh, don't want, oh, give me one more time. Yeah, that kind of reminds me. I mean, Two if that, times. If that had, is the way they had gone, that reminds me of the way that, you know, George originally kind of in one of the first treatments of, of A New Hope or Star Wars, yeah, they were, it involved you know Luke, his his father and his brother and his brother star killers. One, yeah, one of them one of them died in the process mm-hmm. of at the beginning of the story and yeah, maybe he didn't die. Maybe he turned dark. Something. Yeah, but he wasn't yeah. even. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even really a fan of like the dark side or the light side. It was just like people existing within this power. Which again, that's how it hit me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Even right. though Obi Wan's like the dark side, it, for me it was just like people. That's what made us so relatable, and right. that's why I think Star Wars is such my favorite movie of all time followed just barely by empire. Cause I love empire, but I think they covered everything in empire and star Wars. And then it just kind of started getting a little wonky because it's a leap of faith, right guys. And then it's like, you start trying to like connect all the dots and like, well, that's his brother. That's his uncle, but there's no gas on this one, but this planet, this hyperspace only works with the, <laughs> then it just goes out the window. Yeah. And that's why yeah. once there was like fire explosions in space guys, <laughs> like it's all science. <laughs> Come on. Fiction. Fiction. Science fantasy. Yeah. Alan Dean Foster says science fantasy. And, and elaborate on that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Elaborate on that, Dom, because what does oh, that mean geez. to you? 
Because for me, it's science fiction, but he clearly said science fantasy. He kept correcting them and saying science fantasy. Yeah. So what did I, you think about that? I don't know. It, maybe science fiction would be, I don't know. Fa- fantasy is more, you know, the explosions in space probably. And Anything goes. Yeah. Within that realm. So we got to be careful with that. Well, it's like Lord of the Rings. You got to like set the, like here's the legend. Like these yeah. the sequels of this like, and like this wizards exist, right? And, right. And dinosaurs can exist, but they can only exist with dragons, and, right? right. Mm-hmm. So that's more of the fantasy part, right? Because I, as science fiction is more like, well, maybe warp drive can happen, right? Right. And, Star you know, Trek type yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. And he's like, yes. no, he's like, none of this makes sense. You put it on paper, none of this, ha- none of this <laughs> works. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, exactly. So, you know. We can't hop in an X-wing and go across the galaxy. And hey, well, right? Yeah, that's but not really party. Pro. But but the one thing that I I thought he did say that was when you were talking about um, writing Ray and all that stuff. When he said he he wrote up the 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 Force Awakens and all that, and they said, well, how did you feel about the Last Jedi and all that? And he's like, well, I hated it. Hated it. He and, literally and like, said, he I hated, hated it. it. He hated it. Wow. And it was it was because they set up all these questions and 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 stories to follow and the last Jedi just dropped them all and just went this other direction. Mm. But and then what so I hated yeah. that. It's interesting hearing a story writer yeah. or or an author they have thoughts, they comments. have their own opinions. Right. <laughs> yeah. Make <laughs> comments on story writing. That's kind of what it's And his then issue he is. said with the rise of Skywalker, he seemed it was like I think he used fan service or Yeah, rushed. Yeah, like they were trying to just go back and try to answer everything and put it all back together, and which is weird because a mess out of it. Because you know. on one end he says he likes that Ray's a nobody, so Ryan Johnson led you right there and said you're nobody, you don't belong in the story, you're nothing. And again, oh, just that whole conversation just gets me. And then so I'm like, well, you didn't, you wrote it like that, and then Ryan presented it as such, and you didn't like that, so I didn't understand that. Mm. And then. Because again, to me, because I thought that's what you said you wanted, but he it's in it, we're condensing an hour interview into yeah. just right. So if you, if you listen to it clearly, and we'll put the link it's on just, the, it's just very interesting to hear his take. And like I said at the beginning, he's very confident in the way he writes and, and he can come up, he's so creative with the stories, and he can just disconnect himself. Like, <laughs> I don't care what happens after The Force Awakens. Did I like it? Did I like The Last Jedi after The Force Awakens? No, and it's like, right, he's not, I mean. You think you'd be like a little bit more passionate? I yeah. think would be the word, or protective, or, or yeah. yeah. And he's like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I it's it's I don't know. It's interesting to to get um, that author's take on that, and you know, with the splinters of my and I, I mean, that's his creativity of of a sequel to Star Wars, and. It, it really didn't get used because Star Wars is such a, a success, I guess, Correct. right? Yep. Um, so that's when they made Empire. So this is, that's what I was, I was kind of asking before, is like, so is Splinter of the Mind's Eye still a, a side story that was canon before Disney bought I Lucasfilm, o- or is it just kind of out jump, there for feel free to be to, out there? Yeah, feel free to jump in, uh, Chris or Reese. But how I took Splinter of the Mind's Eye, even before Disney bought it, was I don't think, I thought of it as expanded universe as it was just a Star Wars story. It was just, it was like the time between what happened right after the battle of Yavin to what happened just before they set up, you know, echo base. And Luke was accompanying Leia on this 
a quick adventure. Han and Chewie are probably already on Hoth trying to work on the Falcon or something, right? Right. <laughs> like to get already, right, right. <laughs> getting, getting the cooling yeah. going and, and the droids yeah. were with, you know. Or trying to watch out for the Gundarks. Big, right, right. Because uh, the way, the way um, the Splinter of the Mind's Eye takes off is Leia's going to a diplomatic like meeting and then Luke's accompanying her. Right. And then in, in they the find sp- out about the Kyber crystal. Right, right. And so, and we'll cover all that in Splinter of the Mind's Eye, but in the original book, like I said, George needed a small story that can be filmed on a small scale in case the first movie Star Wars didn't work. He could still have something he can film. And even if they didn't release it as a film, they could go straight to TV. That's why they took out, like, there's a big space battle, which is why Luke and Leia got shot down. That's right. He did over, say he wrote a big space right, battle. Right, there was a big space front. battle, and Luke and Leia get shot down, and they crash land on Mimban. But they were like, George is like, take that out, because that's going to be way too expensive to film, because we're not doing that. So basically, in the book, because he even changed the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. they have technical, like, they're, they're, like, there's, like, not radiation, but there's, like, a lot of... <laughs> Around that planet's atmosphere, how, how was that again? <laughs> yeah, and, and um, and uh, it, and it, it, it basically remember in the Rise of Skywalker when uh, Emperor went power, and then there's that there's that three second pause, and he goes, and he's yeah. just like shooting, and then all, he's shooting everyone's like power yeah. and uh, what's yeah. the word I'm looking for? It's an for? EMP blast, right? Exactly. And then all the ships just fall out mm-hmm. of the sky. Um, that's what happened, and that's how they crash land. And then it yeah. was basically everything was in the fog and in the mud and in the marshes or in the forest or in the jungle because it could be one set. They could just move stuff around and make kind of like Walking Dead was really good at that because they were like in like a two-mile radius, and it looked like they were traveling miles and miles. They were just going different directions right. and moving stuff in the background. So that's what happened with this whole thing. And then he kind of came up with the Kyber Crystal and blah, 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 and Darth yeah, Vader. More story. Luke, Right, and then so that's how I always took it. So looking back on it now, it's legends, then, right, guys? Yes, it's, it's legends. Yes. So it is not now. Canon. It is, but I was thinking back then. I go, well, where did this fall back then? Was it? I always took it as matter of fact as canon. What did you? What did I you took take it, it as? I, okay, so I took it as as canon right. only until Empire came out, and then when the Empire Strikes Back came out, I went, oh. My thought was, anyway, my thought process was, oh, well, that was a nice story about, yeah. you know, Luke and Leia and, and Vader. But now it's different because now we see a whole different perspective of Vader. And this is obviously the first time Luke ever saw Vader. Yeah. So then I kind of threw out the, the story. I went, oh, that was just a side thing. So I always just thought of it as a story on the side, not as canon, just because, you know, he met Luke. I mean, sorry, Luke met Vader on the... uh in, in The Empire Strikes Back, and that was supposed to be the first time that he met. Hand up, Carlos. I have a question. I have my Little hand Carlito. up. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> yeah. Carlito, Lele. Um, question is, do we even know what canon was back then as kids? Because I didn't know what no, was canon. No, there what really was, was no it, such thing then. If it was Star Wars, it was Star Wars, yep, right? You're exactly right. Right? Yep. I, w- I wasn't like, huh. So, Reese? Yeah, that's how I thought it was just an adventure that they had after the movie. Right. And, yeah. No. Nope. always thought about it yeah now looking back on it we'll go around the table really quick i must have read this story i'm going to honestly say at least 50 to 100 times i read it in school i took this book with me to every class just so i can look at something and it's a beautiful ralph mccrory cover mm-hmm. and looking at luke and leia and vader and then that shiny shard going on and i just i, I had to have this book by me because it's what i kept me going for those three years until empire came out mm-hmm. so I reread it because me and Chris are going to do a special uh, episode. Check that out um, on Splinter of the Mind's Eye. 
And I still get the feels. I still go into that world. In fact, I like to read the novel more so than even the trade paperback because the trade paperback literally draws it out for you. And this is what Hala looks like. This is what the Yuzum look like. This is what the vehicles look like. In my mind, I just had this whole story in my brain. So yeah. I still connect with it big time. So yep. when was the last time you read it, or Dom? Or what, was the, what are your well, thoughts on it now? I need to read the novel. I'm going to come clean. You can borrow one of my I, five copies. I, I should probably borrow that. Carlos has like um, five of them over there I've, on his show. So I've, read, I've read the comic book adaptations. Okay. Back when the, and those are way after the that novel was released, I believe. Way. And that's the only reason I know of the story. And like I said, I, it's like I said, I, I, I really need to read the novel to get the full story on it. But the, the, from reading the comic book adaptations back in was it the 90s? 90s? Yeah. Wow, was that when they came out? Yeah, it was Dark Horse Comics. It was, mm-hmm. it was around when I started collecting the... When collecting started picking up for me again. Mm. Nice. For the modern stuff, not the vintage, yeah. but... Cool. Um, but, yeah, it, it was, I, was, I always thought, hey, this is a cool story, and, you know, when, why didn't I uh, read this when I was younger kind of thing? And yeah. I guess... You never got it when you were a kid? Because I'm not much older than you. I didn't do much reading as a kid. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with Star Wars. Toy. I was playing with my Star Wars. Reading. Toy. Chris, the dots are getting my fantasies. The dots are being man. They're being connected. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic was okay. And, and playing on my Commodore sixty four oh, and Coleco Vision. Yeah. yeah we nice stuff. Yeah. Good memories, man. Yeah. Uh, Chris. So I have <laughs> I have a really. I mean, I'll tell the story when we talk a little more about the actual novel. Um, of, of how um, my dad introduced me to the book. It was kind of a cool story. But, um, yeah, so when I first heard it for the first time, I've got a cool story. My dad introduced it to me, um, and I'll tell the story later at, at when we do our breakdown of the book. But um, that's how I found out about it was from my dad, who he had never read it, but he just was like, Chris, there's another story, you know. Yeah. And then um, I love it. it. It brought a great perspective I yeah. guess it was like Star Wars after Star Wars before Empire. It was like yeah. more, you know. So I had that's more to read. Could get it because there's yeah, three. That's years all there was. The movies, right? Three right. years of waiting. Yeah, exactly. Of and questions. Back, yeah. Right. And I've never read the comic, the uh, trade paperback or whatever. I um, although I have seen a few reviews of it, like I've looked at some of the pictures and things in the the drawings, illustrations, and I know that some things actually got switched. Um, they changed some things around to make the story more interesting or actually, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, make more sense. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, but that's... So, so So I got a question from you yeah. just talking. You said your dad said there was a new book out. Mm-hmm. Was your dad a Star Wars fan? No. Oh. No, but my... my it's uh, Well, <laughs> my dad was more... Um, my mom was the one that was into creativity and imagination and reading books and story and fantasy. Right. So right. you would think that maybe, I don't know who of my parents found out, but my dad is the one that kind of said, Dad, Chris, there's a new Star Wars book. What? And he's yeah. like, this is going to be the next movie. And I went, what? And so. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. It was kind he, of, yeah. So I was like. so he Advertised is that correct? Yeah. And so he took me to the bookstore and he bought it for me. He's like, here it is. I was like, let's get it. And he bought it for me. And, <laughs> and it was him encouraging me to read because I, I loved to read when I was in, 
at that age. Oh, really? I read a lot. Yeah. See, I, I had a friend that read a lot too. I read all the time from he a kid. C- he could sit there on his bed on a Saturday afternoon and read a whole book. That was me. I had to be putting Legos together. Mm-hmm. That's cool. uh, making a, a star Wars scene with my toys or I, I, I did all playing of that. on the computer or mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't have, have time for reading. I didn't, I didn't have the, I couldn't sit still oh. in that long and read. Yeah. Right. I had to be doing something. Yeah. See, see, for me, again, growing up with my friends like Ben, again, we've been as an avid reader as I am, but we got the book from the uh, classroom. Remember the little book forums, the little book clubs? Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite things ever. Scholastic Book Scholastic Book Club. Mm -hmm. They would give you the order form, and you would just like mark off your football posters, your football pencils, your Mm -hmm. dynamite magazine, Mm -hmm. and then that's where I first saw this, and so... I, right, hot dog. So yeah. I, I, so that's where I got this. And then again, I remember like six weeks later, you're yeah. coming into class you and teacher, the teacher it. had like <laughs> your oh, little, yeah. oh, it was the best day oh, ever. Oh, yeah. And she would call you up and she'd have your little original oh, sheet and then she'd have, have like a little stack of books and you'd go back to your desk and there's your poster and there's your this and there's Yeah, your, posters. Oh my God. Ah, yeah. Dude. Yes, dude, you give me so chills. True. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You would get, and I remember you get a little stack and so. Were they you, like you, 13 by 18 size posters? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't the, they weren't the 27 by 40s or even yeah, 24 by 36 ones, yeah. 11 by 17 is probably but, cool. but i remember just having a stack because i get magazines i get the football stuff because me and my friends run to football clearly and yeah. um that's where i first got some of the mind's eye so for me it was it's kind of started off as a competition where me and ben were reading like i'm gonna re- read it and know more about star wars than you <laughs> oh, wow. and right. so it was a competition but then i just so for me whenever i would get in trouble and I couldn't build my Legos or we would play with Lincoln Logs and stuff like that. Um, I'd get sent to my room for whatever reason. And I would just, it was funny because I would just laugh. I'd be like, yeah, I'll go to your room. No. And I'd go to my room. I'm like, sweet. I got all my books, my posters, my desk, my drawings, my crayons, my Star Wars figures. Like, like clearly my parents didn't think that through. But I used to love when I would get bored and I couldn't play like with we came home from playing baseball. There was nothing to do before dinner or after dinner. We were stuck home. That's when I would read. I would just read before I go to bed. I just, li- I just loved everything about a book. I'm holding one now. Like I just, I love the smell. I love the text. I love the picture. I love filling in the holes with my own brain because I can. Then it's my version of this. Right. And sometimes when I watch a film and or trade paperbacks. I'm like, oh, that's not how I saw it. Oh, yes. did I misread that? Yes. You Wait know, a minute. Exactly. And so for me, this is clearly, which again, which we covered in our last episode, was I experienced star wars with the tops trading cards and the storybook so i filled in a lot of holes and so maybe that's why when i watch the prequels and or sequels i'm already filling in the stuff with what i like i'm making the scene work like even if okay reese what do you got uh my first exposure to the book was a friend of the family had it and um and it was a little bit later because i remember him having the uh, han solo novels as well all the adventures yeah. yeah so he had all those and uh, so I never read the book until I hate to say it. I've only read it once, it in, and it was in, in, in the, when I was in high school. So I read it once, and then the trade paperback came out, and I read those. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, so it's been that long since I've read it. Wow, I know. I'm giving and you guys a book report, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But uh, must read you must. But yeah, you know, I thought <laughs> of his story, and uh, he was telling me about it back then when he got it and everything, and he read it, and he was telling us and. Uh, friends of the family and everything about it. He was a huge Star Wars fan. I think that helped me launch into that. And then today, as it holds up, yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is after. I think it's fantastic. I told Chris, I think I might make a section of my showroom just about Splinter of the Mind's Eye, like a little shelf. Oh, that'd be cool. Because I got a lot of cool, and again, it's just one of those things that just, 
you can't take it away. Like that's how yeah. I survived Star Wars for three years, you yeah. know, in between films, that's you know. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Carlos, you mentioned something about um, the feeling and the, the story. When you read it, yep. you had a version of it in your head. Yes. And so I recently read the, have been reading the book and read it. And, and as I was reading it this time, I was, I, re- I remember reading it in what, fifth grade, sixth grade, whatever grade I was in when I read it. And I remember the images I had from when I was, you know how you picture yeah. things yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, as I was reading it this time, I was seeing the same images in my ma- mind's eye. No, no. <laughs> no pun intended, but the same images that I had when I was a kid reading this book. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was weird cool. how reading the story brought back the the same thoughts and, and images I created in my mind. Oh, that whole fun felony thing we were trying to get going. Like I would love for them to do a Star Wars story of Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Like wow. just 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 do that. Like just give me that and like, call it Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Right, a Star Wars story because you'd have there Luke, Leia, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers, Mim yeah. Man, and and then the people that don't know anything about this that have watched Solo, they would like start making the connection. It's in that very fruitful um, era between Episode Three and Episode Four, which is where all the good stuff's happening. Oh, yeah. Which is where most of these projects are happening between mm-hmm. three and four. So. I don't know how you can do it, but yeah. I don't know. That'd be fun. So anyway, Sebastian Stan playing Luke, who plays Leia. Did you hear? Well, again, I go with Billy. Billy her, Lord. Billy Lord. Her daughter. I don't know if yeah. she would do it. And Sebastian Stan did actually tweet out because everyone's coming down on him about if he's going to play the young Luke, and he didn't say no. He said only if Luke Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill gave his blessing. Well, here yes. he has. Right. Mm. So I guess he calls him. Dad also or so, yeah, or something. Oh, like, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> but I'm with, right. but I'm with Chris on this. Yeah. I love Sebastian Stan. I love what they're doing, but I don't know. Like I gotta trick my yeah. brain. It's Luke. It's Luke. It's yeah, Luke. It's Luke. So so, <laughs> my my friend Jamie texted me the other day, and he's all for Sebastian Stan. Yeah, um, playing Luke, and rather than doing the deep fake stuff, and I'm kind of like you. I don't know if I could do that. I think yeah. I'd rather see the deep fake first and see how that looks. Yeah. Because I just it's it's a problem with I have with solo, right? Yeah. I just I just I gotta see Harrison Ford playing yeah. solo. And I think that's what ruins the movie mostly for me is that it's not Harrison I, Ford playing it. It's not all righty. So you guys gonna wrap up? What else do you guys got? That's that's it for me. I, yeah. I thought I thought the interview was enlightening. Like I said, this is the first time I ever saw the guy interview or, or mm-hmm. hear, heard him talk i should say yep mm-hmm. um and i enjoy sitting on those conversations right and just listening mm-hmm. uh I'd, I'd like to hear some more uh of those authors talk a little bit more that's what you know kind of excites me to go to those panels when you go to you know right. denver comic-con or you know oh, the yeah. celebrations or something like that just getting to listen to some of those yep yeah, cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was really neat, right? very eye opening. It was a lot of fun just hearing him tell stories. Yeah, yeah. I ignored the text and I was recreating my <laughs> version of the Last Jedi with my toys. <laughs> I got a great theory. You guys got to hear this one. No, 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 no. But remember, guys, this is Star Wars from a certain point of view with Carlos and Chris. That was special guest Reese and Dominic. We drop episodes every Monday, so please subscribe to the channel and make sure you turn on those notifications so you don't miss a single episode. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Later, guys. Bye.